Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. Man, we just finished the press conference. If you didn't get a catch, that's okay. We're going to have you covered here completely. Um, Juan's getting clips cut up and all those things. We have our show later on today, the John Wayne Show, uh, which is going to be fun getting his takes. But I like to jump on whenever I have the opportunity to just kind of clear up some of the things, maybe some of the most important things that were said um, and some of the things we can take away from the press conference, because we don't get many of these in the off season. And so, you know, we got to hear from Kyle Shanahan, Trey Lance, um, you know, Trent Williams and Charvarius Ward. And it was very telling a lot of different things came across. And so I'm curious to see what stood out to you guys as well, but man, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. The number one thing that we kind of have to take away from today is Debo Samuel. He showed up. Um, not only did he show up today, he showed up yesterday to get his physical and all that kind of stuff a day before, get all that cleared up. Now, did he practice? No. Um, and when Kyle Shanahan was asked, you know, do you think Debo's going to be going and suiting up tomorrow and things like that? He's like, no, I don't know why he would. Um, don't know that we need him to. And he even kind of alluded to, I don't think Debo's going to be upset if we're not expecting him to suit up and we don't think it's needed. Um, so that's great news. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan was pressed even further into, do you feel like the relationship between you or the 49ers and Debo has been minted? The quote was, quote, I think it's always been all right. End quote. Kyle Shanahan. There was no mending needed. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, David Waller. Uh, he said, <laughs> "I love this guy." Debo is now a cowboy. Yeah, I, re- I got so many tweets and messages and texts from a lot of my friends in Dallas that were saying, "Oh, you know, Debo's hanging out with Dak and CD Lamb." Yeah, they're friends. They're friends. It makes sense. Zero percent chance that was ever going to take place. No way in hell you trade him to the Cowboys. Um, you know, you just don't do that. You just don't do it. Um, so anyway, yeah, Debo's here to stay. Now, will the contract get done? I don't understand why it wouldn't. Debo was really wanting to send a message to trade me, trade me, trade me. Before the draft, that made a little bit of sense. And I think this is another testament. You know, I put out earlier, DK Metcalf didn't show up to the Seahawks mandatory minicamp today. Now he's going through some injuries and whatever else may have gotten permission not to, but what a contrasting vision between several different teams. And so you have AJ Brown and the Titans, you have DK Metcalf in the Seahawks, you have Debo and the 49ers. And so on the most like G rated scale ever, 
DK Metcalf was saying, oh, I want to be a Seahawk for life, and I want to get this contract done and all these things, and just saying nothing but positivity, positivity, positivity. He doesn't even show up to mandatory minicamp because he hasn't got a contract done. You got A.J. Brown, who their head coach, Rabel, said, I will not be the coach. I will no longer be the coach of the Tennessee Titans if we trade A.J. Brown. Guess what? Traded A.J. Brown. All the same agents, by the way. All the same position. All the same years drafted in the same contract situation. And then you got the 49ers. Debo requests a trade, scrubs Instagram, you know, all this cryptic stuff with his brother, other players. It just was weird, right? Well, guess what? Showed up a minicamp, and everything is pointing in the right direction. So sometimes I'll take a little drama. I'll take some bad optics. If it means my players are staying on my team, there is no universe where the 49ers are a better team without Debo. Zero. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. This contract. As we have said, so freaking long. I'll put it up again. I'm going to keep showing this bad boy because I think it's important. You know, I tweeted this out on April 22nd. Uh, this is before the draft. This is whenever all the stuff started, the scrubbing and the demanding trade and all those things. Uh, I put this out on April 22nd. Just a reminder that Debo will still be on the 49ers for a long time coming. Um, yeah, no reason to change any of those ideas or perspectives or whatever oh uh, here we go uh thank you 49ers girl she's always on top of her stuff she says it was confirmed dk was not excused man you want to talk about a bad offseason just talk about the seahawks uh, it's as bad as it could possibly the worst offseason in the nfl by a considerable margin and now this uh, i think dk cooler heads will eventually prevail um there but yeah i mean good gosh you shipped out a potentially Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't think Russ is a Hall of Fame quarterback yet, but he's definitely Hall of Fame caliber. You ship him off. You get a couple role players. You draft crazy. DK, uh, it's just bad. It's just a bad team. It, it's really, really bad. Um, and yeah, I'm with you. The number one thing you got to take away, not only did Debo show up, they asked Trey Lance um, about Debo and how much you talk to him and, you know, what y'all's communication. And the quote was, again, we'll get these video clips later. Trey Lance said, quote, I talk to Debo a ton, end quote. We talk all the time. So, like, this whole idea of people, like, trying to force narratives, stop me if you heard that before, on how Debo doesn't like Trey and all those things. Oh, we talk, all, we talk a ton. Come on, man. Miss me with that BS. Like, get that crap out of there. Um, you know, I, I just think it, it, it's it, it's it's interesting to me when there's space created for doubt or indecision or just lack of knowledge, you get people that are going to fill it with negativity, even though it's kind of unencumbered or unsubstantiated, probably a better word. It's just what we do. It's human nature, and I understand that. And media is going to run with it with what we have today. That's part of it. That's okay. But, man, just come back down to reality. Chill out. And let's talk Bosa. You know, probably one of the things that I thought was interesting. You know, a lot of people early on my message board and, you know, all my emails and all that stuff, how do we sign Debo and Bosa this offseason? And I kept telling everybody, you know, I have to sign Bosa this year. You don't have to. You don't have to. Um, why? Because he's got that fifth year option and it doesn't make sense for Bosa to do so. 
he's got 28 million or 20 million that he's getting this year in his fifth year option because he made two pro bowls. So that bumps him up to the highest level for edge players. And then on top of that, he's got lots of money. Family's got lots of money. It's going to help him long-term the longer he waits. And so Kyle Shanahan basically said the 49ers have not even started negotiating with Nick Bosa because that's how both sides want to go about it. So Bosa doesn't want the extension. 49ers don't want the extension either. They're both going to wait and kind of see where things go. But good Lord, he will be the highest paid non-quarterback when it's all said and done. I mean, you're talking $30 million plus a year once it's all said and done, and he deserves it all. I love to see people. Love to see people get paid. Um, that that's just that's just what it's about, man. I freaking love it. So uh, anyway, that's interesting with Nick Bosa, which he showed up and he's working out. Uh, got a couple clips um, shared from some of the beat writers, and man, he looks Bosa's Bosa. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan even said there is not a human being that works as hard on his body as Nick Bosa does in the NFL. Did you know that you can now win up to one hundred? times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I just think that's what, you know, it, it is. And what's up, Phil, man? Uh, he says, great maturity by Debo and Bosa showing up today. It's business, man. And Debo is trying to get paid. And I want Debo to get paid. And everything that he's done has been what's best for Debo, including today. Show up. Show up. Because, again, Debo's slated to make $4 million this year. Now, again, that's a lot of damn money. I wish I could be slated to make $4 million this year. But he he can make twenty two probably. Uh, he can make over $20 million with the way things are going. So is he going to leave $18 million on the table for this year? No. Why will he not? Because, again, there are no more sit-outs. That doesn't work anymore in today's CBA. You could do the fake injury and all that stuff, but if he does that, per-game roster bonuses, all those different things, he'll make less than $4 million. And, again, leave $18 million on the table. Plus, on top of that, next year the 49ers can franchise him and still control their rights. He has no leverage. I've said this since the beginning. Debo's contract will get done 
on training camp. And the fact that he's already showed up for mandatory minicamp, you ain't got to worry. Here's the playbook. He doesn't practice at all minicamp. He goes through the offseason. He shows up to training camp, probably third to fifth day, that contract extension will get done in training camp, just like it did with Kittle, just like it did with Warner. The playbook and blueprint has already been set. Already been set. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm pumped. Oh, what's up, Kali? He says, you see Ken Law? Dude looks in great shape. Man, getting a lot of that. Um, he's always been huge. He's always been massive. But yeah, the idea that Ken, Ken Law looks lean, huge. Can't wait to see Ken Law this year. There are a few players that I think the 49ers season kind of hinges on. You know, I'm not worried about Trent Williams, not worried about the 49ers running game too much. Offensive line's got some issues for sure. Somebody's got to step up there. But I think there's, you know, again, two of the key players on defense. Javon Kinlaw, Talanoa Hufunga. Those are kind of litmus test players that if they exceed expectations, watch out. Guaranteed top five defense. If those guys play down, now you've got some issues. Um, now, the good news is there's a lot of depth around both positions. But if those two players defensively, I'm telling you right now, if those two players could play almost guaranteed 10 win season, minimum, minimum, um, which again, you get to 10 and seven, you're probably going to be in the playoffs, but that's a minimum. And that's with a quarterback that has, you know, played 10 quarters in the NFL and all those things. I'm telling you right now, Javon Kinlaw, Talanoa Hufunga, if they exceed expectations, it, it, it's bad. Get ready, baby. That's all I got to say. Just get ready. Um, now, another thing that I took away again that I thought was very, very important. You know, Alex Mack retired, and congrats to him and his family. Wish him nothing but the best. Um, I love what he did for the 49ers in such a short time. Jake Brindle, man, he got love from almost everybody that was up there. Now, we see Jake Brindle as a backup option because that's what he's been. He's an NFL journeyman, a vet, who came with the 49ers offensive line coach, Chris Forrester, from Miami. Chris wanted him with him, right? And if you remember, Jake Brindle was the last person cut. And Kyle Shanahan kind of alluded to that. It came down to the last minutes. And Jake Brindle was the, what would you say, 54th person that the 49ers wanted. They cut him. And they eventually moved Marcel Her uh, Maurice Hurst to IR as soon as he made the 53. The defensive tackle put him on IR, brought Jake Brindle back. And they just sat him. They sat him for the year. He was the backup. And, man, they're happy. You know, Kyle Shanahan was pressed on this. Do you think about bringing anybody in from the outside? Talk about J.C. Treader. And he said, no, the best option for us right now is what's in-house. And, you know, he went on to basically say, you know, it's this guy. We believe in Drake Brindle. And Chris Forrester believes in Jake Brindle. It talked about the athleticism. David Lombardi kept bringing up the athleticism, which I thought was important because that's what he's best at. Um, and when Trent Williams was asked about Drake Brindle, he said it's almost like talking to a coach. He knows everything. He's a vet. He's been around the system. He's been back up. He's been around, been around Alex Mack. He knows where he's supposed to be. And so had lots of experience working with Trey Lance all last year on the scout team. So it's like those guys kind of got bumped up together. Faith in Jake Brindle's up a little bit after today, but still 
uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Another player that I thought did, you know, maybe one of my favorite parts of the entire press conference, Trent Williams was asked about undrafted free agent Jason Poe out of Mercer, who I, I'm really, really high on. Trent Williams' face lit up, said it, it literally the biggest smile of the whole press conference. It said, like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, whenever he showed up and he was so athletic. So the 49ers kind of cherish and prize certain traits at different positions. Athleticism at the center position is everything. And, you know, you, you can look at Western Richburg. You can look at Daniel Brunskill. You can talk about Jake Brindle. You can talk about Jason Poe. You can talk about, like, they love athleticism at that position. And the 49ers are teaming with it. Whether you want to add Nick Zakil, um, you want to talk about Spencer Burford, you want to talk about Daniel Brunskill. There's a lot of guys there. There's a lot of competition there. Um, yeah. Oh, what's up? I love this. 40 hours throwback. Thank you for the gift in the super chat. He says, hey, John, don't sleep on Jason Poe. Trent spoke. Yeah, he, he's incredible. But again, you've seen this playbook set with these high potential guys. You sit them and you let them learn. Just like Joan Jennings, sit them, let them learn. Roz Dwelly, sit them, let them learn. Aziz, sit them, let them learn. Emmanuel Mosley, sit them, let them learn. Jason Poe's going to be that guy. So, why, well, yeah, uh, you know, Coach Cruz, shout out to Coach Cruz. He's been helping with our 90-part series, man, uh, which I, I cannot thank uh, Anthony enough here, man. He's incredible. But, yeah, if you haven't caught, we're starting to do our 90-person roster breakdown, starting at number 90 all the way up to one, nine videos a week, trying to bring life to these rostered players. Uh, Cruz is helping me kind of set that up. Um, so, anyway, that's there. and. You know, it's, it's fun going through these guys. And whenever we're on the back end of the roster, which we're starting with 90, right? So many of these guys, heightened athleticism, you know, you could see it there, but it's got to be cultivated, right? And that's what the 49ers do better than anybody else. And with the increase to the practice squad numbers that the NFL just did in their owners, owners meeting, Helps the 49ers more than anybody. So somebody like Jason Poe, po, who I'm very, very excited about, Guess what? This is the best thing that could happen to him because I don't think he's going to get playing time early in this year. I don't think he makes a 53-man roster. But I do see him being a 49er for a long time and being a practice squad guy that eventually gets over there. Um, yeah, man, and you're right, casual viewer. We missed out on Creed Humphreys, one of my favorite draft crushes I've ever had. And yeah, that, that one's interesting. Now, here's Mark. I love this conversation. What about Donovan West? Donovan West is almost the opposite. He has athleticism, definitely a move guy. He's got more experience than athleticism, though. If you, if you put him, if you put Donovan West, Jake Brindle, and Jason Poe in athleticism competition, it's going to be Poe, and then right behind that, Jake Brindle, then a huge gap, Donovan West. So West is bringing something a little different, more experience. Um, in it than Jason Poe, not Jake Brindle, right? Um, so I don't know that, but maybe Donovan West can surprise because he hasn't been getting work with the first or second team either. Uh, so again, that's another guy that's going to develop. That's kind of what it's going to look like. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll have to see there, man. I, you know, it, it's funny. 
Uh, Teron, what's up, man? Good friend. I love this dude. His takes are awesome all the time. Thank you, Teron. Um, he said, I'd love to see Poe get down to 270 and play fullback tight end hybrid role. Man, I'm with you. I want, if I was, I'm going to be honest, I want to see Pope play defensive tackle. That's where I want to see him. Um, but yeah, you got to find a spot, whether that's fullback, tight end, whatever. Do you carry him on the active roster just for that move tight end spot? I'd be cool with that. Um, he's a hell of a player. And, and Teron always knows what the hell he's talking about. So yeah, I'll take that 100%. Yeah, and I, I don't think so. 49ers aren't playing Ricky Center. I don't think so either. Maybe you could kind of see the trajectory that you saw with Ambry Thomas, where maybe like after week 10, that's a possibility, but not out the gate, not out the gate. Um, I just don't see it. <laughs> um, I, I just don't see it. But the good news is the 49ers have options. That's the good news. If for some reason Jake Brindle doesn't pan out, you move Daniel Brunskill over. Okay. If that doesn't work out either, you, hopefully you've bought enough time into the season that Nick Sakil or Spencer Burford or Jason Poe or Donovan West have, you know, been groomed into that position so that that transition can take place in the middle of the season. But early on, I think it's a two horse race right now. I think it's Daniel Brunskill, who I think will start week one, or Jake Brindle. And so could one of those guards play well enough that you move Brunskill inside and then you start, you know, Jalen Moore at right guard or you start Spencer Burford at right guard or Nick Zakil at right guard? That's what that conversation I think is going to be like. And you just got so many options. It's like a Rubik's Cube, right? You got to like spin and get all the colors right. And there's going to be a lot of transition there. There's going to be a lot of movement and there's just going to be a lot of tinkering that's going to take place and kind of see where that looks like. Now, a little bit of bad news. Um, Danny Gray, the third round wide receiver out of SMU, crazy speedster, tweaked his hamstring last week in OTAs. This is the first we're hearing about it. He is not going at all this week through minicamp. He's ba they basically shut him down. Uh, the term was tweaked. Hopefully it's nothing too bad. You know, we saw something similar happen to Juwan Jennings where he did that. He messed up his hamstring real bad in training camp and spent the entire year, you know, on injured reserve. And so I don't think it's going to be that bad with where we are now, right? It's June 7th, recording this live. You're talking, man, he's got two and a half months to get a hamstring, which if it is tweaked, should be just fine by the time of training camp. Yeah, about 10 weeks. Um, so he's it should be okay. Something to monitor. Uh, soft tissue injuries, especially with speed guys, you know, you, you hate to see those. But on the flip side, also in competition for that number three position, uh, wide receiver, which I think he's got locked down, that's Jawan Jennings. He was brought up so much in this press conference by uh, three people, right? Charvarius Ward brought him up, Kyle Shanahan brought him up, and Trey Lance brought him up as well. Just talking about how he has surprised everybody. And so much so that Juwan Jennings was being mentioned as a leader, if not the leader of the offense, with Brandon Ayuk. Uh, somebody asked a question about Brandon Ayuk's leadership, and Kyle Shanahan said, well, Ayuk and Jennings' leadership, because a lot of people forget they came in together. You know, Ayuk was a first-round pick. Jennings was a seventh-round pick, but Jennings got hurt, just like I talked about with his hamstring. So his rookie year was spent on IR. He couldn't do anything. 
and then came up and basically, boom, you know, he jumped on the scene when Muhammad Sanu got injured because Sanu was that number three wide receiver. He gets injured, and Jawan Jennings stepped in and exceeded what Sanu was doing. I mean, he just blew up. And Shanahan went on to say that of all the wide receivers, Ayuk, Debo, everybody, Juwan Jennings gets more separation than anybody, which is crazy whenever you're talking about somebody that ran literally a 4-9. He ran a 4-9-40. You remember he was a quarterback, did a big tight end at Tennessee. Um, not a speed guy, but it's not about speed. You, you talk about guys like, I don't know, DeAndre Hopkins or Keenan Allen. It's not about speed. It's it's leverage and setting up, and Charvarius Ward went into this. You know, they were pressed. What was it about Juwan Jennings that kind of stood out to you? Because Charvarius Ward said, Juwan Jennings surprised me. He was a lot better than what I thought. Because And they pressed him a little bit further on, okay, well, what is it that stood out about Juwan Jennings? He said, the way he uses his leverage in and out of breaks. And you go back and watch that film, especially down the stretch of the season last year, there are not a lot of people around him guarding him. now manipulating zone coverages out of the slot. That's kind of what they do, and he's got a bigger body. But, man, I, I love hearing this positivity from somebody like Juwan Jennings, who's been around for two years, that you still have two more years on super, super, super cheap deals because he got cut, then put on practice squad and all those things. This dude is playing on restricted free agent status and all that stuff. So, you don't have to worry about anything for four years with them, and it's even cheaper cheaper than the actual rookie deal that he would have got as seventh rounder. Because again, very similar to you know what we did with um, Kendrick Bourne, what we've what we are currently doing with um, goodness Daniel Brunskill, things like that. So you're gonna have them for cheap for a long, long time. Um, and yeah, right here, man, Coach Cruz. I feel like this is the most depth we've had on our roster in a very long time. It's not even close. It's not even close. And if you go back to 2020, right? 2019, we make the Super Bowl, we lose. 2020, injured year, right? Everybody gets injured. And it just, it was awful. The 49ers front office changed their entire player evaluation MO from 2020 to the 2021 offseason, 2022 offseason. So much so that every player drafted and brought in a free agency had no injured experience at all except for this year, Kalia Davis, the defensive tackle, uh, who they got in the sixth round, right? Uh, I believe it's sixth round. Um, might be fifth round, but I think sixth round. And guess what? You don't even like have to worry about him because you have four defensive tackles on one-year deals this year. So Kalia Davis is a problem to next year's depth. Do you see what I'm talking about there? So that is the transition that's take place. You go back to the time where everybody was complaining about the 49ers drafted injured players and all these injured history and all whatever. Those days are done. D-U-N. It's over. Now it's all about depth. Why has Kyle Shanahan had losing seasons? When Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, and then 2020, when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt again, along with Nick Bosa, everybody else. That's it. Outside of those two years, once you know they got established, the only thing that stopped them from success is injuries. Well, look how this team's been built. Outside of an injury to a couple key players, it seems like they can overcome a lot of that because of the depth that has been built. Um, and a lot of teams, especially in NFC West, who you're competing with, cannot say that. If one or two injuries happen to the Rams, 
Now they'll probably spend all their draft capital to solidify those injuries if it's before um, training deadline and stuff, but they don't have the depth. Arizona Cardinals, oh my gosh, no depth. The Seahawks, they don't have starters. <laughs> so, like, um, you know, it, it's it's interesting. And yeah, you're right, Mark. Jennings give me a lot of Kendrick Bourne vibes. You very similar body style. Um, yeah, and that is a huge positive. I love Kendrick Bourne. I love Jennings. They and those are great, great, great players. I think you're right. I think you're right. Another thing to take away before we jump out of here, we'll be back um, 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. We got our John Wayne show. Wayne's going to be joining me. Uh, probably one of my favorite times of the week, so make sure you join us from that. D Ford, um, completely done. Again, another guy. Never really panned out, uh, sadly. You had that one eight-game stretch where you saw how great – the 49ers could be with D4 to Nick Bosa, and it just never came back. Um, it just never came back. And so D Ford's time is done. It, they even said that he's passing his physical and he's healthy, which is great news. Congrats to D Ford. I think he's a great dude. I think he's been a great teammate. I wish him nothing but the best. Kyle Shanahan was asked, is D Ford going to retire or like what's happening? And Kyle Shanahan said, well, he's going to come in for a physical because they have to like, you know, there's different rules to cutting an injured player versus cutting a healthy player. So if he clears his physical, which they anticipate to happen, you can cut him and that's a whole nother thing. But um, he said he's done with us. He's done with our team. He might play for somebody else. We don't know. Uh, but that's going to be it for D Ford. I, I would assume, you know, having only eight healthy games with the 49ers, if he does retire, probably going to retire with the Chiefs, which he had four seasons with, right? Uh, that just makes more sense. Uh, they drafted him, all that stuff, whatever else. 40 hours throwback. Thank you for the gift. Um, he says in the super chat, do you think Jason Poe and Nick Zakel uh, ever make this team? Hell yeah, I do. Um, I think Nick Zakel is making this team 1000% this year. Jason Poe, I don't think he makes the 53 man roster, but 100% going to be on the practice squad. I don't think they're letting him go. Um, and then he goes on to say, this secondary will be very good. And what improvements you see from Trey Lance. You know, everybody, they finished practice today um, with 7-on-7 seven seven in the red zone. And Kyle Shanahan went on to say, it was by far their most crisp and precision offensive passing that they've had since OTA started. So I think this is day 9 or 10, day 10. I think it's, I could be wrong on that. Anyway. Um, there's 12 total days allowed. They took three days off, so this would be day seven or eight. So there we go. Um, yeah, and everybody talked about the difference between Trey this year and last year, including Trey. And we're going to get a lot of clips for you on that. So I, I want to have that conversation with an extended clip of the players mentioning that, including Trey himself. Because I, I want to dissect that a little more. I, I don't want to do it a disservice by just kind of remembering and paraphrasing right now. So great question. Again, thank you for your gift. We're going to um, go ahead and get some more of those uh, clips up. We'll talk about that throughout this week. So uh, Shache, what's up, man? He says, what do you think are the most likely candidates to get snatched off our practice squad after the 53-man announce? Well, you got to look at premium positions. Anybody on the defensive line that gets cut, they're going to be snatched. That's just – our defensive line is unreal. <laughs> the depth that is there. Um, so I would say defensive line would be one. 
traditionally last year, right? It was linebackers. We ended up trading one of our linebackers. I don't think that's going to be the case this year, but defensive line, probably somebody at guard, one of our interior offensive linemen that doesn't make the 53. So O-line, D-line, those are the two areas where it's like, whoo, uh, I could definitely see somebody poaching players off there. So, and again, you know, we're doing our 90 player series and we're going through each individual player a nine a week for the next 10 weeks, which is going to be so freaking fun. I love doing those by the way, because there's stuff about these players. I didn't know. Um, and so excited about that, but we're definitely going to be doing a full roster prediction, 53 man prediction and all that kind of stuff who I think is going to make it and all that. We did really, really well last year. Um, missed a couple players, but man, we came down to the wire. We were doing that on Patreon, right? Where we went through and did our roster projection, which we've got, you know, a meeting coming up here. Uh, I need to get that schedule for my Patreon members. Uh, if you haven't joined Patreon, go do so. What are you waiting on? Support the show, baby. Support the show. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast or just Google 49ers Patreon. You can uh, join us over there. And as soon as you join, you get access to everything immediately. Um, and man, we got a lot there. Um, uh, right here. Good question. Uh, PL stamps. Did Shanahan mention why they cut? He said, yeah, he did talk about this. They've cut it every single year. He's been here and he doesn't think they need all 12 practices. Um, and so they basically shaved three days off. It's just, you get what you can get the reps. And then whenever you feel everybody's done, you move on. And so 12 teams did the same thing today. So 12 different teams started their mandatory mini camps today. It, this is, it's a regular thing. You basically get everybody together. You make sure they're in shape. You walk through install offense, defense, special teams. You don't get to put pads on. So you clean up some stuff, put in some basic stuff, make sure everybody knows, and then you cut them loose. There's no reason, you know, you have people like Tom Brady and even JC Treader, who everybody's clamoring for talking about how these OTAs and mini camps don't need to exist. They need to be way smaller, all those things. And Shanahan's been around the league for so long. Like he, he said, you don't need all those days. You really, really don't. So uh, that's why they're cutting it short, just being smart. And again, this is one of the reasons why Shanahan in the 49ers locker room is so positive. You don't have this like Bill Belichick, I'm going to make you hate your life the Patriot way. You don't have all those other things. I mean, shoot, you look at what McVay and the Rams do. They don't even play their players in the preseason at all, right? And so you've got this new wave of thinking with these new coaches coming in that's very opposed to this old kind of Bear Bryant, oh, we're going to get in there, we're going to hit and Oklahoma drill ourselves. Like, no, this ain't it anymore. It's the NFL is different now. And Shanahan even said, you know, it'd be different if we could put our pads on and go at it like we used to, but we can't. So you get what you need to do and you move on. So that's what that's all about. Oh, what's up, Jay Thank you for the gift, man. Appreciate that. He says, John, have the Niners moved on from Tart? 100% yes. Now, no team in the NFL has signed Tart. We haven't heard anything from him. He's been pretty active on Twitter, which is fun. He's one of my favorite follows, one of my favorite humans. And, you know, I've talked to a couple 49ers, you know, off the record and stuff and just asked, like, man, in your opinion, who do you think is one of the smartest 49ers on the defense or offense, whatever? Tart's name comes up every time. Um, smart, incredibly football savvy, and just a great dude. I love Tart. But I do not see him having any opportunity to join this team unless an injury takes place. The, the fact that they brought in 
the safety from the Colts, right? Um, and paid him such a decent amount of money to be a special teams player. I think that kind of shows you what they want to do. This is going to be Talanoho Funga and Jimmy Ward. Those are your starters. And you've got a little bit of the high upside with Tarvarius Moore, who might not even make this roster. But that's kind of where it is. And so I don't see Tart coming in at all unless there's an injury that takes place. But the fact that he's still out there, I want him to get paid. I want him to get a job. I just don't see that being with the 49ers. Um, Jay goes on and continues to say, it seems that Ward is really taking the Hufunga, the young defense back under the wing. Great sign. Yeah, it's great. And, I mean, they're talking it up. Jimmy's talking him up. You know, if you watch the 49ers mic'd up through one of the OTAs, and, man, you just see Jimmy Ward and Hafunga going back and forth talking, and it's fun to watch. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, what's up, man? I love it. Shot Jay says, shout out to the people in here. You folks are fun, smart, engaging, great people to have around. Keep coming and having fun. It's the community, baby. Um, I love it. And that's what we're instilling here. And I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the positivity. Kali, thank you so much. Um, appreciate your hard work. Uh, appreciate the kind words. And I absolutely love it. You guys are incredible. Just want to say thank you to you guys. And yeah, we're just going to take a quick break. We'll be back at 4.30 today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't on YouTube. Uh, it's probably one of the best ways to support the show. Helps us out probably more than anything else. So if you haven't turned that subscribe button on, do that. Help us out. Turn that notification bell on. That way when we go live, uh, you get to join us and be part of this positive community. So thank you guys. We'll be back very shortly. And as always... Stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.